Welcome to the Being the Change podcast. I'm Kristen Vandeveer here with Isabel Kiyosayan. We are the founders of Meditation Without Borders with our other partner, Shannon O'Dalton. And tonight we are talking about the subject of karma and feeling bounded, which seems very apropos given the all the circumstances of 2020 just feel like a karma train. <laughs> <laughs> and we've all been splattered against the pavement. Um, you know, there's been so many things happening this year on a global scale that feel are making it feel like the walls are closing in on every side. And this is the effect of karma. And, but, you know, karma is one of those terms that um, is so misunderstood mm-hmm. in, um, in our culture, in the West, you know, like people tend to think of this idea of karma as this, you know, like you, you know, there being good karma and bad karma. And if you do some, you know, if you feed a stray kitten and then, you know, you might get a new car the next year, <laughs> but if you, and if you like, you know, swear at your barista for messing up your coffee and then you end up tripping on your way home or something. <laughs> it's like what you do, you'll get. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What goes around comes around is kind of the, uh, the, the, what the Western, you know, typical definition of karma is, but that's not really it. And so we're here to clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with it. a Sanskrit definition. <laughs> we can begin with that. Do you know it in Sanskrit? I think, I think the the ker sound is is action, and 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 th- I think ama is like like you're binded by action. Well, I know that's the definition. I I just didn't yeah. know that, that was like specifically the Sanskrit that you know mm-hmm. karma is action that binds. Yeah, that's the definition. Because um, I know in kriya the ker is also action. Yeah, but the 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 iya part is more like uh, frictionless yeah. action. I remember that now. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably asleep. <laughs> Sorry, we're talking about one of the many lectures we've attended together. Yeah, um, but Kristen uh, falls asleep and then she wakes <laughs> up suddenly with the most advanced question in our group, and we're like, "What? You were asleep a minute ago." <laughs> I was probably asleep, you know, witnessing or something. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so the, this, we can start with this definition of the action, action that binds, you know, and really when we think, talk about karma, um, it's very, it's very in line with this idea of Dharma as well. Mm-hmm. And Kriya, there's basically Dharma, karma, Kriya, these, these terms, and um, to really understand one, you kind of have to have an understanding of them all. And so what it means is that um, we as individuals, we have the aspect of our consciousness that is, you know, is that oneness aspect, that, that consciousness that is everything. And then there's an aspect of our consciousness that is ignoring that oneness, that doesn't really realize that it's one. That's, you know, where our individuality is. When we talk about it on this podcast a lot, we talk about, you know, the wave of self versus the ocean of self. The ocean is not, is not separate from the wave. They're one thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> However, the wave has some shape, has some form and is relative. You know, the, the, there's, we live in 
relativity, but then there's the absolute as well. There's the aspect of self that is not separate, <clears throat> excuse me, is not separate from everything. Um, and so everything's on a spectrum between the ocean all the way going up to the waves. So everything going from this oneness all the way into the more and more and more definition and separateness until we have individuality. And, you know, when we are going through our lives, we can be in line with our greater nature, our higher self. We can be in line with that and do action in line with that, or we can go against nature. We can go against you know, the natural evolution of things. And when we do that, we run into, that is action that binds. That is karma. Mm-hmm. It's, which it's like, which mm-hmm. happens a lot when we think we run the show, when individuality thinks that, and that happens a lot because of stress that we don't really, we're not really able to hear what is, what is, you know, big consciousness <laughs> helping us to smooth our life over but when we're stressed we act in stressed ways so that's kind of what starts to help not help because it's not helping but what kind of makes the walls kind of come in on us right it's like you've got the kriya path and that's the path of frictionless action that's the path in which you're 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 listening to your intuition and you're following your your higher nature and because of that you actually have this because that is your higher nature. That is everything. You end up with what's support of nature, but really it's support of your higher self, which is everything. And so things tend to kind of line up a little easier and it can be, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily easy in the sense, you know, that it's not like you're sitting back usually like having a pina colada. <laughs> very rarely are you sitting back having a yeah. pina colada. Usually you're in action. Busy. You're but, in action, but, but it's, it's frictionless. frictionless. Exactly. It feels you don't feel resistance inside versus the karma path in which there's a lot of resistance and it feels like a lot of friction and, and swimming against the current. And you, right. you know, the current is much stronger than you are, but you're like, I need to get there. <laughs> <laughs> and you're being bashed against the side of the rocks of the river. And really that, 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 that karma, that, that things that feel negative, they're trying to push you back into the center. It's trying to get yeah. you back to where you need to go. Um, but the, um, but a lot of people, you know, it's like the, a good example of someone who is not listening to their body and they are eating terribly and they start getting, you know, first they have diabetes and then they still keep eating terribly and then they end up with a gallbladder attack and they don't listen to that either. And they keep eating terribly until finally they have a heart attack. And then sometimes, you know, it takes the heart attack. That is karma getting more intense. The, mm-hmm. the less you listen to it, you know, if you keep ignoring it, you, the same problem will come around. It's circular. So it keeps coming around and coming around. And it keeps getting more of a, more of a smack, you know, mm-hmm. until finally something is enough to get you back into the center, to get you back in line and on your dharma. Dharma is your, your, um, most evolutionary path at any given moment at, at any given moment it's not like your job it's not like oh my dharma is to be a broadway singer it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's a good point because in in the west we've kind of lost what dharma is when and we think mm-hmm. it's our job right it's not your job and it's it's different at any given time like right now hopefully my dharma is to be recording this podcast <laughs> yeah it's like what what do we need to do in this moment that is that is 
for my greater evolution and therefore for the greater evolution of the universe because you are the universe. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But, and you know, we have these ideas that are very ingrained in the West of, you know, oh, life is so tough and life is hard and life is unfair. And as you were saying with with the example of, you know, the health, you know, if we don't take care of, of our bodies, we, we can get a little sick. And if we still don't take care of the bodies, then we'll get sicker and sicker. And, and as you said, you know, life gives us little hints, you know, it, it mm-hmm. starts to get a little tough. And if you don't hear, it'll get more tough and more tough and more tough. And the problem is that we think that we have to go against life. It's like, it's me against, you know, the world. And it's like, no, it's, it's life telling you like, this is not the way that you're supposed to be going towards like let me help you out a little so and and we also have this idea like we have to struggle to deserve certain things and it's like it's not if you're struggling it's probably not the right path right (laughs) right no you're right I mean we have this kind of false sense of like you know I mean there's the word perseverance which has Mm -hmm. kind of a, a positive quality to it and it is persevering has qualities, you know, is a good quality so long as you're persevering in a path that is the path you're supposed to be persevering in. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're in a relationship that is, you know, and you both are not nurturing each other, you don't even like being around each other. There's no sense persevering in that relationship. (laughs) You know, you're just wasting time. If you're in a job, you're not really, you know, meant to be in this. It's, it's not perseverance to just, just stay there, you know? Yeah. Like, Um, for example, when I was uh, when I was applying for initiator training, I was actually uh, working a job that I did not like, and I had to you know pay for all our advanced courses, which are not cheap. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> and you know, go on retreats and do all this stuff. And you know, I was persevering. You know, I I was like, this is what I want to do. I was persevering. I, I knew that my job, even though I didn't like it, it was a stepping stone that was helping me pay for something that would eventually be frictionless. So I, I was persevering in, in something that that I, that I didn't like, but I knew that it was going to take me to something that was that was completely my path. So mm-hmm. I persevered. And it was, you know, I, I you know, Christian, who's my, who initially initiated me in, he's a Vedic meditation teacher in Los Angeles. I would Skype with him to like two, we didn't have Zoom back then. We would Skype. <laughs> You're <laughs> such like, a granny. <laughs> I know. But we would Skype till like two, three in the morning, like two or three times a week. I would be studying, missing out on, you know, parties and birthdays and stuff. But it was, it was effortless. It was not effortless. It was, it was a lot of effort, but it was completely frictionless. Mm-hmm. And I persevered because I knew that it was the right path and it felt right. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I totally, you know, you know, no, I'm, I'm just, into that, but... I'm just laughing because I remember my, my year before, before going to my training. <laughs> Ben persevered a lot for me. <laughs> I was studying and taking care of the kids and he was persevering to make those expensives met. But anyway, um, I just want to get us back on this idea of karma because what's happening in the world right now is on a global scale. It's kind of like the guy who's got the diabetes and is not, a, you know, and then the heart attack and the whole thing that's happening to us as a society and as what is happening to the planet, because, you know, if you think of karma, you think of it as like, you know, a mother, you know, imagine your mom 
when when you do what you're supposed to, you get a lot of latitude. You know, you can stay up late. You can eat. You know, ding dongs. You know, <laughs> and, that's the and perfect example. <laughs> yes, you get a lot of latitude. You have a lot of. Um, you, you know, the, the, the road is wide. You're let to, and I, I know this because when my, you know, my oldest kid, she always does what she wants. And so I, whenever she says like, can I have this? I'm like, yeah, sure. You earned it. Fine. You can have it. My second daughter, <laughs> <laughs> when she, um, she does not do what she's told. She does not eat her vegetables. <laughs> she doesn't do anything. And so I, she has a very narrow path. Like I have to keep a tighter leash on her and keep her from, from, because she, it's almost like a groove. She's got to be in a groove to go where she needs to go. You know, I've got to like, I've got to basically bring the walls into where she, she doesn't have a choice and she has to go one way. And so that's, what's happening to us in our world right now. The, the, the walls are coming in because we haven't been listening. <laughs> we haven't been listening to the planet. We haven't been listening to our inner selves. We haven't been listening. And so, you know, I live in California and, and believe me, <laughs> the mom is, mom is not happy. <laughs> I was just reading an article today about Sonoma and the, there's a quote from somebody because just everything's burning. It's awful. And um, this one person was like, God hates Sonoma. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another quote that was like we will build again and i'm just like oh no <laughs> you're, not oh, no. Listening. you're not listening you're not listening like the, we are the 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 message is not to repeat what we've always done the message yeah. is to change something and the change that needs to happen is we have to start taking care of the planet you know yeah. we have to deal with this climate change situation and um the message is getting louder and louder and this year it's incredibly loud you know all the all these things that are happening have some have to do with ignorance you know have to do yeah. with ignoring that inner voice and ignoring that um ignoring the fact that we are one so treating people as other and ignoring the planet now the interesting thing also about karma that people tend to talk about it as is it's like at these external things you know like you know, oh, that I just got, you know, I got into a, a car accident. Like that was bad karma. Like, you know, when really karma is, is less about the outside external things and more about your consciousness on the inside. So what I mean by this, um, and I have, you know, some notes here from our teacher that I'm going to read because actually Izzy took the notes because I was probably <laughs> asleep. <laughs> But and it's I can really good. I barely read my handwriting. I know it is. Probably falling asleep. So <laughs> you sent me this, and I was looking at it for a while, and finally I deciphered it. But it says, "Karma is unfulfilled desire to the extent that you think individuality needs fulfillment. To the ex to that extent, you are bound. So what that means is, to the extent that you feel like you as an individual need fulfillment on the outside, really." you are bound by those things on the outside. You know, um, it's, it's almost like, um, it, what, what's fascinating about this is I, I actually have like a little example of this mm -hmm. <laughs> is the other, um, the other day I was doing yoga in my garage with the garage door open and the woman next door is, um, she's always, she's decides that she needs to smoke and she smokes all kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't even know. I had some of them. I don't even know what they are. And she smokes right next to our property, like right where my kids play. And the other morning I was doing yoga and she was smoking and I always get annoyed. Like, it's always like I walk outside and take a deep breath of air and I'm just like, Oh God, no. Oh, why? Why? And so it's always frustrated me. And so that morning I was doing yoga and I started thinking, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what could I do? You know, to like, really should like, I, I, I could maybe like bees, like maybe there's a tree right there. Like you can get these things that like are like little hives. And if you put bee propolis in it, like it tracks the bees and like, maybe I could put a bunch of them in the tree. And so there's enough bees that she doesn't want to be there. <laughs> I know this is not the most, you know, big cosmic thing I've ever thought, but, and as I was, I was doing yoga and I'm thinking these things. Suddenly in parentheses, I- this is, uh, as you said, with a quote, this is like, a, a, a desire that you want fulfilled right you're like exactly. you're like i you're I, attached to a desire like i don't want her smoking near my property i don't want to right. be smelling the cigarette or you know drug air and i don't want Perfect. my kids to be doing either yes thank you very much for bringing that around <laughs> <laughs> connecting that yes i i was feeling unfulfilled and i was wanting something on the on the outside to change so that i could feel fulfilled again And so I was bound by it. And so I'm doing yoga and I start observing internally. I start observing how I don't like this feeling. I don't, I felt, I don't like feeling bound. I can actually now tell. I'm like, Ooh, I'm feeling bound. I'm feeling like I want something on the outside. And I I also was, you know, having these thoughts of bees. (laughs) I'm like, these are not the nicest thoughts. This is not a good side of me. I'm like, I don't like, you know, like this is binding me. This is, I don't like how this feels. And what's it's, beautiful about it, it's because you felt unbounded. When yes. you feel the boundaries, you're like, what is this? Like, no. this sucks. This is awful. I'm like, this is not, I, and, and because we, we meditate so much, we're able to get to that state of consciousness where you're witnessing yourself. You know, so I was starting to witness myself and witness the thoughts and witness the experience of the binding. And I was like, oh, oof, this isn't good. I am binding myself through this act, through this thought process. You know, this is not, it's not the outside thing that's binding me. It's this that's binding me. Mm-hmm. And so in the, in, in that moment, in the yoga, Which, I sorry, of, sorry, I keep interrupting, yeah. but I just no worries. Want, I want our audience to fully understand <laughs> because <laughs> Because what what usually happens, we think karma is bound strictly by things that happen to us in our regular lives. So we're like, oh, this is happening because of my karma. So so we're we're reaching a very important point on what karma actually is. It's not like things that happen to us, but it's how we perceive them. Right. So it's sorry. Consciousness. Yes. No. We need to keep going over this because it's a very it's very complicated and nuanced and a little bit hard to get. So I think the more detailed we get, the better. But so what was interesting about that day is, so I kind of let it go. You know, I observed it. I was like, you know what, I'm binding myself. I need to just kind of just let that go. And so about an hour later, it was funny. My husband came to me and he's like, you know what, I talked to that woman. I was like, really? That's, that's weird. Cause I mean, this has been, you know, years that like, how random. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I was in meditation this morning and, you know, a friend of ours gave us some pot gummies. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
<laughs> and we don't do that, but it was like a gift. And so they're just sitting in the house and he's like, I, in meditation, I just had this feeling, you know, this ping to go give them to her. And which is funny because Ben is usually the one who's most enraged by the smoke. And he, you know, he was even at one point, he's like, I could get a really big fan. <laughs> Like, Blow the smoke right back at her. <laughs> Between bees and fans, we were we were just you know had all kinds <laughs> of creative notions. But but he was like you know he's like I thought I'd give him to her, and so he said he walked over there and he gave her the gummies, and she, he said she looked awful. She said she looked really frail and sickly, and she said thank you so much. These are really hard to get, and they really help with the pain. Hmm. And. You know, he's like, I think she might be a cancer patient or something like there's something going on. And then suddenly, you know, the work I had done during my yoga kind of like the then it totally was like, oh, my gosh. I I don't care about the smoke. You know what I mean? Like I can just move my kids to the side yard when she's smoking. Like, how hard is that? You know, like yeah. give her that space. You know, she doesn't have a yard. I have a yard. She's an apartment. I, I'm not like. I'm the fortunate one here. Why, why am I the one all in a huff over, you know, the fact that she's smoking by my property when really I can be bigger and I can move my kids and, you know, like it, but what's interesting about it is it, it, um, it wasn't the outside circumstance that changed, but suddenly I was no longer bound by it. And so now whenever I go out there and I smell the smoke, I kind of have like a little, chuckled to myself because I'm, I, I, I enjoy now going out there and not feeling that, that karma anymore, not feeling that bounded feeling. That's and so beautiful. Yeah. It was really kind of, it's kind of cool. And how, and when we do have these binds, when we come across them and we feel them, that's because that there's, we have a, we have a journey to take there. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lesson. There's a lesson in that. There's something in that to get to the place where you, your consciousness expands to which it's no longer bound, binding you anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we're living in a time right now where we're being bound in all directions, but really, you know, when the more bound you are, the more you're directed to go inward. Yeah. And, and you touch such a beautiful point because And I want to say this again, because for me, it was, I remember I was hearing your voice note at the bank (laughs) (laughs) and I was like chills all over my body while I was hearing you tell the story. And it was like, we have this idea that karma are the circumstances. And a lot of people think that, you know, when you meditate, life will just get better. And it's like, well, it's not that life gets better. It's not that because you meditate, you will no longer have car crashes or you will no longer have certain troubles in your life. But the the boundaries, because our, our desires are not out there, because we 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 start to establish ourselves in, in a in a blissful state and we no longer put our thing our, our stuff out there, what happens is that the boundaries in our mind drop and so when things like what you experience happen you're you're no longer bounded by them you can just see the beauty of what what that is teaching you exactly like imagine you know sometimes when someone like does something to you like calls you a name or you know like insults you or doesn't you know and that can bind you, you know, like suddenly you get mad at the person, you end up up at night thinking all the things that you're going to say to them the next day. 
and you're in this awful, yucky, toxic feeling and are bounded by it. But the more you meditate and someone does something to you like that, because no one can really do anything to you. So some, someone does that, you just kind of witness it. You're like, huh, oh, wow, that person's really stressed out. And then you go about <laughs> your day and you're no longer, but like, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't tie you down. It doesn't, it doesn't bind you. But what's fascinating about this idea of being bound versus unbound is also, you know, it all relates to, you know, being bound is, is related to being in the relative, mm-hmm. you know, because boundaries are definitions and, um, you know, b- binds are bound, you know, boundaries and, and that's all relativity. That's all, you know, relativity is the oneness as many. And so when we're really living in the relative, we're much more bound and in the unbounded, you know, you, when you, when you're consciousness when you meditate enough so that your consciousness identifies with that unbounded layer of self you aren't bound anymore so you no longer have that karma (laughs) yeah so even even if things are happening on the outside they don't affect you in the same way you're in that unbounded state you can't feel that binding effect anymore which is exactly what what enlightenment is enlightenment is Mm -hmm. you know we have the boundaries of our own body you know, right. and we we think that our consciousness is just defined by our body. But the more you meditate, and uh, with the example that you were saying, it's like you're no longer defined strictly by the wave. You know, you start to mm-hmm. experience whole unbounded ocean. So an enlightened person experiences unboundedness within the boundaries of your body. So your consciousness is not limited strictly to your body, but you, your consciousness is is everything. And, and, you know, as you know, new meditators, what happens is that a little with what you were saying with the boundaries, new meditators are more used to the relative state because they haven't had the experience of, of transcending of, you know, of experiencing this absolute state in their meditation. So what usually happens is that either they have a lot of thoughts or they transcend, they can only experience one or the other, but more advanced meditators, because they start to establish themselves in this state, it's like they experience thoughts while they're deep this is a little Mm -hmm. more technical but it's a little bit of what you were saying you know we are either in the wave or we're whole unbounded ocean but an enlightened person a more you know conscious person and we're all in the path to get there experiences oh i'm the wave but i'm also the whole ocean Mm -hmm. so you know even if the waves are choppy it's like it doesn't matter like i have the whole unbounded ocean you're, you're in both at once, which is, it's, it's a good place to be. And, but it's not like an either or thing, you know, this is all a spectrum. It's all like, you know, you you know, everyone is, has different degrees of, (laughs) of being in the wave in the ocean. Uh, The more in the wave you are, the more stressed out, the more distorted your perspective, perspective, you know, and the more, more bound you are. Yeah. Um, and you yes. were saying, um, you were trying to tie it out to what we're experiencing now, and I keep interrupting you, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but of what's happening in the world today, you know, we feel these boundaries coming in. You know, we have COVID, you know, boundaries of not leaving our house, um, mm-hmm. you know, everything that's going on. And 
you can continue to go on yeah. because I interrupted you. No, it's, I mean, you know, in California, it's, it's interesting because it's like, okay, you know, there's COVID. So now you can't see anyone. You have to stay in your house. It's like, oh, but I could still go outside. And then there's fires and you can't even go outside because it's so smoky. And you're like, oh, but I can watch Netflix. But then PG&E shuts off your power. <laughs> and you're like, ah! <laughs> Where can I go? You Inside. Go. No, exactly. <laughs> Meditate, damn it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But it's true. It's and like you try to make plans and you just can't because it's like it's just gonna get sucked away. Um but you know, it's when we this is has so much to do with why we are always harping on meditation as an act of social change, is because it all this stuff, all this stuff happening in the world, all this karmic stuff is trying to get people to shift their consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's the whole point of, of this discomfort. The discomfort we're feeling is the discomfort of being in that place where the, where the, the outside, which is really your extended self, it's your higher self because everything is one. So, you know, the external things are really you, but it's that that you that is pushing you to to shift your consciousness state to find freedom within the boundaries you know to find you know that to where you have no choice you have no choice the only where to go is within and it the sooner we realize that and the sooner we get people meditating the sooner the karma isn't needed, you know, mm -hmm. the sooner these, these, these big forces of nature that are just kicking our behinds right now, they can relax because it's like, Oh, they got it. They got the lesson. They're, they're getting it. They're changing. They're, they're evolving. You know, this is all pushed to evolve. And if we don't evolve and we dig our heels in, then it just comes back again. It comes back worse, you know, and yeah. California, I don't even want to know what's coming next. You know, <laughs> I don't want to know what's coming in Mexico either. <laughs> it's already pretty bad. So, you know, it's just, um, this is, this is what it's all about, you know? So if we really want to shift what's going on, if you're someone who really is passionate about making this world a better place and making this a better place for everybody and really caring about other people, like this is the number one biggest act of social change you can do is to meditate because you meditate you'll have an influence on other people the whole planet right now needs a cooling down yeah. of the consciousness it's a very irritated you know inflamed consciousness right now i mean the whole planet is literally on fire you know i think it was just last year that australia like practically yeah. burned down you know and and the anger, there's so much anger. Like this is all pitta. This is too much pitta, you know, from an Ayurvedic yeah. standpoint. And too much meditation, fire. too much fire. And meditation cools that down, cools that right down. Yeah. And and you touched on a very interesting point before, and and, and kind of ties up to what you're saying now, because we we usually, I think one of the problems why this is happening is because we as an individual think that we can run the show. It's yeah. like like. I, I know what's best. I know better <laughs> than nature and better than the universe what's best. So it's kind of ties, uh, um, it ties to what you were saying about how you are with your children. You know, Scarlett, your, your oldest daughter, she gets kind of more range of behavior because she is obedient to what is best for her. 
you know, as the mm -hmm. mom, yeah. as the mom, you, all the only thing you want is for your children to, you know, live the happiest possible lives and for them to be healthy and happy. But you know best what's 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 the best for them. So right. you guide them in that way. And then when she wants to do something from her individuality, you allow her to do so. Because sometimes we kind of get into the debate of, well, is it, you know, free will versus determinism? which is a whole other podcast that we well, could yeah. talk about. I was like, so I, I don't know if I want to yeah. crack up no. and open that Pandora's no. box. So I'm not going to get really into that right now. But my, my point is like, you're uh, like, you're the universe in this scenario. And you know, Scarlett is, is the individuality. So you're kind of guiding her. And when she behaves properly, you, you give her more range to do what she wants. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's kind of the same with us in the universe. When we when we think we have the reins, well, you know, our mom, the universe is like, no, 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 no. So she kind of she kind of restricts our behaviors, and then you no longer have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> but when you exactly. behave properly, then you can do things. And what mm -hmm. happens is that the things you want to do are are the ones that are the best for you and the best for the collective. Well, if Scarlet in this scenario is the, you know, the more enlightened consciousness that's allowed to do more, usually things that she wants to do are in line with what I want for her anyway. Exactly. You know, so it's, it's almost like, it's like, sure. Yeah. You can have carrots for a snack. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Strange child. Okay. Yeah. I'll go along with that. You know? So it's like, it, because, you know, the higher consciousness is, the reason it's doing what it's supposed to be doing is it's because it's our, it is, it's aware of its bigger self that is, you know, it's identified with that. So there isn't a separation between those two that there's less ignorance between those two. It's less ignoring of that, that other part of self. That's, that is the guide. And yeah. then, um, yeah, Delphine, <laughs> <laughs> I really, in like 10 years, they're going to be listening to these podcasts and I'm going to get a call from Delphine like, mom, why am you use me as the example of the lower consciousness? Sorry, I put the names. You didn't really mention the names. <laughs> That's right. They're, they'd know who it was anyway. <laughs> But Delphine, she's always picking stuff that like she like she would eat a bowl of M&Ms with chocolate milk as cereal <laughs> if she could. And I have to be like, no, of course you can't. So it's it's not just that, you know, it's not it's it's not a punishment, you know, and like you said, it's, it's because if she were to do that, she would be sick. <laughs> and I don't want that for her. I want her to have a good life. Karma is not punishment. The things that happen to us in life, these are not punishments. The point is not like this, this idea that, you know, God is mad at us. Like that's not how it works because no. there, God is not separate from us. It's, it's so that there's no mad at us. It's more, um, it's more, you know, guiding us in that direction. Yeah. And, um, so yeah. When, and, when Sorry. No worries. <laughs> so it's actually, karma is actually an opportunity, a beautiful opportunity yeah. for growth, you know, for growth. I was going to say for growth, for growth, <laughs> for growth. <laughs> for growth. Yes. So uh, what, what I've learned um, ever since, since I meditated and, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's become more clear um, in the recent years that every time something gets a little um, 
frictionful, you know, some sometime no, at any point where it's like I don't I feel icky because it happens, yeah. you know. It's not like, oh, because I'm a meditator, I never feel icky. I feel amazing all day long. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's not the case. When I feel not great, I know there's some work to do there. And it yeah. actually is like it, it it's like an impulse. It's like, oh, okay, there's some work to be done. And right. it's kind of almost inspiring, like, okay. What is the lesson? Like there's a space right. for, I need to grow in consciousness. Where do I need right. to go? So it's actually, it motivates me like, Ooh, something bad. Okay. Let's go inside. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Like I, I'm like, how do I free myself in this? How, how, where do I find freedom? And that's usually the path to where it is. I need to grow in order to, uh, to overcome whatever it is. And that overcoming, like I said, could, could be, is it could be just a shift in mental shift, you know, um, that then overcomes whatever it is, but you're right. you like, you, you start to, this was going to be a whole nother podcast, but it, it's related in this idea of, of approaching life with this radical viewpoint of welcoming everything, mm-hmm. you know, not resisting anything, but really welcoming everything that comes your way. Because mm-hmm. when you, when you, because everything has some is an opportunity for something, you know. Everything is an opportunity for growth, and and when we welcome it, it's almost like it it, it sets you up to not resist. Because yeah. the it's the resistance that's the suffering. It's the resistance of like of not being in the present moment and and saying you know um, like I want things to be the way they were before, so I'm going to resist this new change. Mm-hmm. And to the extent we do that, we suffer. There's yeah. so many people who are still talking like in, in that I know who are still talking about like trying to make this educational experience for their kids the same as what it was. Yeah. You know, like they they haven't come to the f- terms with the fact that like th- that that is gone. <laughs> it's not like all we have is right now. We, like we whatever we had before doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. But, um, but if you have this approach of like welcoming everything, even if it's a, even if it's like, you know, um, one of the social justice movements, you know, obviously, you know, these are big struggles that everyone is, is dealing with right now. But if you, if you welcome the fight, you know, welcome the opportunity to, to help enlighten people and change, change people's minds and, and bring some of the ugliness to the surface, you know, see, if you see everything as, as a welcome opportunity, you, um, you don't resist it. And you also begin to enjoy other kinds of experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a friend of mine and a student who recently, um, lost somebody, you know, and, um, and she's, she's a really you know, like high achieving person. Um, and I was telling her, you know, she was asking me about what she should do. And I, you know, I was telling her, I'm like, slow down, you know, don't jump right back into work because, because not only do you need the space to grieve, but I'm like, but you don't want to miss that experience. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to miss it. It's, it's a big experience and it's, and it's, and it's shaping you, you know, let these things that we see as negative, let them shape you. They're trying, that's the karma. It's trying to shape you into what you need to be to be, you know, relevant for yourself and and everyone else. So let these things, don't miss them. Don't try and anesthetize yourself away away from experiencing these full experiences, the full spectrum of life, you know, welcome it, feel it, go into it, observe it. And, 
and there can even be enjoyment in some of these quote unquote negative experiences. Absolutely. You, you know, you can almost, and enjoyment's not really the right word, but you know, it's something, it's not, it doesn't have to be necessarily negative. No, but it, it's, it, there is a, like a little, like a beauty in it. Like, it, like right. this is a human experience. Like I'm having a deeply profound human experience. Right. A beauty in it is a better way of saying yeah. it. it's not enjoyment, but it, you can, you can feel the beauty. And oftentimes in those very challenging times, we, it, there's so much opportunity for unity. Mm-hmm. You know, you can really, it almost, it humbles people. Like all of a sudden they're really much more aware of what's important in life mm-hmm. and the people that, that, that are important to them. And it, it kind of, it takes them out of their, you know, their patterns and routines and kind of wakes them up a little bit to, to, to things. And, and usually irrelevant things start to fall away when difficult things happen. But it's, it's, it's funny. Whenever I think of back on times that when I was living them, they were really hard. I actually, I, I reminisce about those times that were mm-hmm. really dynamic and had a lot of change to them. Yeah. <laughs> our, yeah. Our, our training being one of those. <laughs> There was a woman who who was like a a teacher who I who she was in like the hotel in India before we started our our training, and she was like, "Oh, I wish I could go back. It was so great." And I was like, "Oh, it's like who is this person? Like, what is wrong with them?" But now I'm totally I'm her. I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm like I'm so jealous for the people getting to do it now. It's so cool. Yeah, like, I think I've gold dusted it a little bit. Honestly. No, I I completely gold dusted it. Like I know I did not have a a great time, but when my some of my students talk about wanting to become teachers and they're a little afraid, I'm like, initiator training is the best moment of your life. And I, <laughs> I I do remember what it was like, and I was like, well, there were th- there's some dark dark days, but anyway. yeah, it's but but it was so much change. You know, it was dynamic. It was interesting. And so I, I do think about it a lot. And the thing is, it's it's designed that way. I mean, I don't want to spoil for anybody listening, but it's like, you don't even have to, you don't have time to resist it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're moving to the next thing. And, and that's a little how life is supposed to be. It's a little like a training for that as well, because you know, what, what resists, what we resist persists, you know, even in, in our meditation, when, when we have, you know, you, sometimes we have students, I was about to go speak in Spanish, but sometimes I have students who complain like, oh, I have a lot of thoughts in my meditation and they resist it. And that resistance makes the meditation even have, you know, you know, they have even more thoughts about it. Like, oh, this isn't mm-hmm. right. And it's the same thing in our lives. You know, what, whatever we resist kind of kind of persists. So you have to kind of just allow it to be. And and that's also kind of liberates our mind, you know, and, and it takes the boundaries off. And just like, okay, this is what is supposed to be happening. And and there's a time and, and a place for everything. And, you know, if, you know, kind of like what you were saying with your, with your friend, if she wouldn't allow it to happen at the time, it would eventually, those feelings will eventually catch up with you and, and it'll be, maybe it's maybe going to be a harder time for you to kind of grieve at that point. It's like a time and a a space for everything. And you want to honor, honor that in, in our life. Exactly. 
So, you know, this is very far from, you know, the, <laughs> those karma t-shirts, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, so hopefully this made sense in terms of, of redefining what karma is and that it, there really is no good or bad karma. It's just, it's just karma. <laughs> and, and, you know, when, when you, when, cause I, when I was listening to your story in the bank, something funny happened and I told you the story, but when, when you kind of listen and allow, allow life to take you to where you need to be, you kind of feel supported like the motherly love. You know, I had this, we were talking about this, but I'm hopefully moving from my apartment and boundaries started coming in. You know, I, my bike was stolen um, and that was not enough to get me out of here. Um, right. then I had termites and that was not enough. <laughs> <laughs> then there's been a party in my neighbor's house for like the last four weekends and we finally got them to shut up. And then another of my neighbors had a party. So then at five in the morning, I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm leaving. And so I found this, this really nice apartment and, and hopefully I'll be moving. And I was telling you, I was at the bank cause I was switching bank accounts and I was like, okay, this is going to be more expensive. What, like why? And I started worrying about money and then I went to the bank and apparently I had money that I didn't know I had. So I was like, oh great. Like, okay. The universe <laughs> needs me to go forward with this and not worry about, you know, relative stuff. And then I kind of realized that, that this was all because I needed to teach more. It was like, th like, no, things happen for all reasons, but I was like a little worried about paying rent. I was like, oh, I need to teach more. And I had been a very little <laughs> cautious about teaching during COVID because I don't want to teach too many people so we can keep everybody, um, you know, safe. But it's like, oh, okay. Like this is all because more people need to you know, start meditating. I was like, Oh, perfect. So y'all I'll be in a prettier place. And at the same time, more people will learn. So, so it's like what I, I stopped resisting. I surrendered to whatever was happening. And it was like, Oh, this is what's supposed to happen. Now it's funny. Cause you, you know, before you found your new place, you, you, you told me you're like, you're like, uh, clearly I'm not supposed to be in this apartment anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> you could feel that, that, that binding. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like you were, you were frustrated and just like, oh my gosh, these, you know, you weren't blaming the people mm -hmm. or the termites or saying, what was me? Why is this happening to me? What it, your process was something needs to change. Mm -hmm. I need to evolve in some way. Something needs to, I, you know, there's, there's, the the walls are closing in. I'm I'm experiencing friction that something's got to change. And so you acted, you didn't hesitate because mm -hmm. by, by the, you know, laws of karma, had you stayed in that other apartment, it would have just gotten worse and worse and worse yeah. and worse. You know, you would have, um, you would have not listened to yourself and that that's, that's, you never want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> It can get ugly. <laughs> yeah. And, and so the, 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 the lesson for me was like, okay, teaching, but at the same time, when we look at it in the broader perspective, it was like more people need to meditate. We need to rise a collective consciousness, mm -hmm. which is at the end, everything that karma is, is doing, you know, karma puts the walls in so that we can get enlightened. We can get more conscious. And the truth is, you know, you, it's not like there's the karma path and the Kriya path. 
it's once again, it's a gradation. So, mm -hmm. you know, to the, to the extent that you, how close you are to that Kriya path, because there's always the most relevant action at any given time. But then there's the second most relevant and the third most relevant and the fourth most relevant. So like the further you get away, the rougher the, 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 the path goes. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so like, for example, like there's some recent things in which I've noticed I've had that impulse, you know, I've had the intuitive impulse to act and I've, I've kind of acted, but I've dragged my feet mm -hmm. a little bit on things. And, um, like, for example, like I, I remember I had the feeling, you know, the impulse to homeschool my kids, you know? And so almost as an experiment a little bit too, I kind of dragged my feet on it. Like I, I didn't just start with the impulse and, and go full force into it. I sort of like, kind of like had one foot in one camp and one foot in the other camp for a long time until finally I, I made the call and the, you know, it was the right call. I followed my intuition, but I was, I wasn't like quite on it as, as quickly as I should have been. And had I been right on it, I would have been when, you know, the school year started, I would have been prepared. I would have had all my stuff like, and it ended up being a little bit rough, like, mm -hmm. because I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't following I hesitated and I dragged my feet. And I, so, so sometimes you can experience a, you can be kind of going the right way, but you're not going exactly the right way or you're not, or you're not going fast enough. And so, so you can kind of get a little bit of roughness, mm -hmm. but it still is the right way. You're just not doing it quite, quite right. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, exactly. and that roughness is, is telling you that actually it's not quite right. So it's like, right. it's still yeah. helping you. Right. And it was funny because I knew that I was, I was like, oh, I'm feeling, you know, this is a little bit rough because I'm, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent complying here to my inner self. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was actually interested to see like, oh, so, okay. I'm not, I'm, it's, you know, I'm 5% not complying. So I'm getting about 5% roughness here. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But, um, but yeah, it's just been interesting. This, this, this topic has been really at the forefront because, we, we're we're experiencing such an, experiencing such a big collective global karma multiple karma events right now <laughs> karmic events yeah um, and and the collective is rising i see it on instagram like so many wellness <laughs> things are coming up it's like like good like we need it we need it it's yeah everybody time. needs it some wellness things are better than others <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> But, um, well, any, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, we hope this wasn't too complicated or <laughs> difficult to follow, <laughs> but we felt like this is a really relevant topic for tonight. And, um, please go to our website. If you'd like to listen to more episodes, we've got quite a few now. <laughs> it's meditationwithoutborders.net. And it's also, it's also this meditation sin sin fronteras, fronteras. <laughs> sin fronteras. Punto net. <laughs> <laughs> what does he do that one and um yes please uh thank you for listening and please come again thank you thank you